0: Are you looking for someone this morning? Amen. I'm going to let some things sink this morning (laughs) as we go along. (laughs) Sometimes I'm convinced we don't know why we arrived. We just arrived. Things that happen, things go on, issues, situations, all kinds of things can kind of create a tendency that we kind of don't know why we're here. We just came. A lot of people's come as dumb even got up and went. Thank God we're here this morning. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Who are you looking for? I hope you don't come to this place looking for me. Because if that's what you do, you're dead wrong. I'm here, or even anybody else in this place, and we all love to see each other. We all love to come and fellowship, don't we? Amen. Amen. But we really don't come looking for each other, or the pastor, or whoever. Our attitude should be, we come to look for the Lord. Amen. Now, I know we're not going to see him in physical presence yet. Amen. But why should that stop us from starting looking right now, huh? One day we are going to see him. We are going to see him. I like to call it practicing now. Let's just go ahead and practice for that. (laughs) As awesome as as it's going to be, and we can't even begin to comprehend how awesome that is going to be. But back to my question this morning. Is there anyone here planning on seeing the Lord? Amen. yeah, yeah. Can we off if we're planning on i' yeah. I'm, I'm not even gonna ask this for anybody here that's not planning on seeing <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask you know you never get a hundred on hands anyway right no. unless you're giving money away yeah. I'm having fun this morning. <laughs> Ministering the word is—it's fine. It can—it's serious, though. It's a serious thing. I, I say fine because it's—it's—it's it's it's stirring to my soul. Amen. As the word comes through me and out, it's—it's it's joyful. So that's fun in in sense. But it's also ever serious. Every word spoken from every pulpit and. Christian churches in this world needs to be under the essence of serious. Serious. I've asked two questions already this morning. I'm going to ask you another one. Are you making any kind of arrangements to see him? What in the world is that about? Are you making any kind of arrangements to see the Lord? would be surprised people that would have to say no. Either I haven't or I'm not. Yeah. We all at least here you've heard the word salvation many times. In By the way, that, that, that's a wonderful experience, right? Amen. Salvation is a wonderfully awesome experience. But I just have a, a concern that many people just kind of use that as an arriving point or, or some kind of a, a words that we say or that we mention. And there's much more to a Christian life and a Christian experience than just showing up or just arriving or just being somewhere or maybe even coming and looking for someone familiar. <coughs> In saying that, even though we can't see the Lord, He ought to be very familiar and we ought to be very familiar with Him as He is with us. How do we do that? We talk about being closer to the Lord. talk about that a lot. Drawing nearer to God. There have been messages of late on that. Improving. Continually improving. It's not just a one stop shop, folks. You come here, you get it all. You don't have to pay for it. Since about 1980. When I met the Lord, I quit counting blessings a long time ago. But upon, now this is me, upon my receiving Jesus, asking him to forgive me of my sins. I don't don't think I need to go through all this again because if you've been here very many times, you've heard this numerous occasions. I became immediately aware that there's more to a Christian relationship with God than just saying something and then that's it. He requires more than that. There's a scripture in the Bible that says to whom much is given, much is required. That's okay with me because I want much and whatever he wants to require from me, I'm going to do my best Amen. to give it to him. Amen. Well what does he require? What does he want? Out of a relation of a relationship with us, what does what does God want? I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that question or not. Usually it's what do we want? Out of him. And usually it's give me. Or bless me. Or this or that. When we get in our head and in our heart, who it is we really need to be looking for and that our looking for him needs to be pleasing him, doing our best to do that, then things seemingly begin to line up and then there's a progression forward in the spiritual realm. Now that, I'm speaking to me, that's my experience and I found that to be absolutely true the more I try to line myself up with God and with the word of God the better it gets for me now I'm not saying there's not going to be problems or issues or obstacles or sometimes battles and wars because there is sometimes there's valleys just as well as there's mountains but what I've drawn and what I've received from my experience and my relationship with the Lord is that That comes from somewhere and that somewhere is from Him. From looking for Him. Seeking Him. Trying to find more of Him. So, back to my questions this morning. Let me ask you one more. How is your vision this morning? And what lens are you looking through and you're hoping to see the Lord. How's your vision? And by that I mean you can't see something if you're not looking for it. The Bible says that people without a vision perish. Now, that means in a little bit different sense, but it fits this morning. If we're not looking for the Lord, what's going to happen to us? Spiritually speaking, we're going to perish. But if we are looking for Him, and I believe in every aspect, and I mean that when I say it, in every aspect, if we're looking for the Lord, our vision is going to constantly become clearer of Him. Now again, we know not in the physical, but in the spiritual, absolutely. So what is it that brings us to this place? What, what is it that God wants what is it that God requires of us that pleases Him that we can grow in this experience and I'm going to tell you without it you're not going to get very far what I'm about to share with you you're not going to get very far at all without it regardless what this modern day junk teaching and preaching is trying to tell people and we're going to, we're going to touch on some things this morning that to me, is nutritious spiritually. You ever found out that some of the most nutritious things spiritually uh, don't taste very good physically? Let that one sink. Think about seeing the Lord. What does that even mean? What a sight to behold, huh? Amen this thing has gone on for thousands of years since Jesus was here and nobody has seen him since he ascended to the Father now there were those that saw him in the physical we know that Bible repeatedly declares that but envision this morning seeing the Lord what does that mean and how do we really get to see the Lord Turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews this morning. We're going to go to some scripture. Hebrews chapter 12. And I would proceed to say that there are those who would love to block this particular scripture out of the Bible and just move on around it or cut it out or whatever means that they did not have to pay attention to it. But this scripture says something. Matter of fact, we're going to look at two or three scriptures here out of chapter 12 in Hebrews. everybody there? Amen. Amen. Verse 14. <coughs> follow, reading from the King James, follow. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Amen. I think that's pretty clear. I'm going to read it again. Listen to the qualifiers. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Hmm. Let's break it down. Follow here. The word follow in the scripture actually means pursue. I want you to lock in on that word. Pursue. chase or are you chasing That's what we're talking about here going further to pine it here in just a minute but I want to take it slow and I want to get this just because this, this scripture right here says a great lot it brings about it brings to the surface there's some requirements in pleasing God Other than just saying I do and having a haphazard relationship that falls apart in no time. If there ever is a relationship with God other than just a few mere words that winds up falling apart, it falls apart because there's a lack of what we're looking at right here this morning. You understand? I don't want you to leave here not understanding because th- this is serious. It's interesting, and this isn't the only scripture that implies the necessity and and he starts off here he's talking about the first part of it says follow peace with all men well that's pretty simple and easy well is it really? follow peace with all pursue peace with all men in essence simply treat other people like you would like to be treated that pretty much says it all we call it the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now that's that's general. There's a lot of tangents off of that. We treat people right, we deal fairly, we there's just there's so much ground in that particular statement alone, but if we really allow ourselves to do some understanding, I believe we can come up with what is talked about living peaceably with all men. Follow, pursue it. This is something that's active. This is something that you apply yourself to. This is something you put strength and time and energy into. But then he puts a comma, and there's two little words after the comma, and he says, and holiness. Mm -hmm. And holiness. So, here are two things, and really we could go back to something that we actually talked about a while back uh, what Jesus said in the book of Matthew love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind all your strength and later he said in your neighbor as yourself this is kind of flip, neighbor as yourself but how do you love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength yes holiness Holiness. Holiness Holiness is the extreme. It's the absolute. It's the path of pursuit to really pleasing God. Fulfilling the requirements that are scriptural. Now, You can look around this world and you can see that there's not a lot of that, if any, you can find anywhere left. You can look in churches and you will find places where there's not a whole lot of that left. There are identifiers in place that tell us that. But that doesn't change the scriptures living worldly is not holiness being sinful is not holiness doing ungodly things is not holiness doing godly things is holiness so what's he saying here Without these two things, no man shall what? See the Lord. And I find myself asking, what's so hard about it? What's so difficult that these two things and if you notice it this this is a personal individual command you ever ask I, I ask this all the time what in the world is the matter with this world you ever ask that what is going on why is what's going on going on have you viewed and been able to observe that there's no peace in this society anymore? No. Right. Really, there's not. Come on, right now. It has gone. If there was, you know, there. I I believe there was a time when there was a, a, an an atmosphere of peace, <laughs> at least somewhat. Right. Yeah. But now there's none. There's no peace. I'm giving there to give you the answer. There's no peace because there's no holiness. Right. Those two are hinged together, folks. You can't have peace without holiness, and you're not going to get holiness without peace. That's why this scripture says what it says. Lack of either one of those has serious consequences whether it be in an individual relationship with God or whether it be a family or whether it be a community or whether it be a nation, a society. And when there's no holiness there's not going to be any peace. We see the opposite of it. We see impurity everywhere. We see ungodliness everywhere we see sinful chaos everywhere we see wickedness, we see abominations everywhere that's not peace and that's certainly not holiness our relationship personally with the Lord is to plant us on a path of holiness or at least a pursuit of it now this gets real interesting when you when you look at it in depth, this gets very interesting is what's being said. When we by the grace of God Well, I thought grace was all that's necessary for us to float through this thing. <laughs> that's what some say. Grace is awesome, grace is great, grace is miraculous. But by the grace of God we have been given what we've been given. The salvation that He very costly sent to us by giving His Son who we know bled and died for all of our sins that we could begin begin a relationship with God. Everything isn't just thrown to us at one time because of that. This living in peace or pursuing peace with our fellow man and then pursuing holiness is the steps that we take afterwards which brings us a closer relationship with the Lord Bible basically says that friendship with the world is enmity with God If you want to sidle up with the wickedness and the sinful and the wild living of the world, then you're going to be at enmity with God. If you're at enmity with God, you're not going to get anything from God. Now, there's wild belief in this day and time that you can do anything you want to do and live any way you want to live, and God's just going to pour out blessings on you. That's not true. I'm going to tell you, that is a lie. If you read this Bible from Old Testament through New Testament, you're going to find, yes, grace is a marvelous thing, and Jesus gave his life that we could be saved. That is the grace of God. But you're also going to find there's requirements in this word that we're to live by. Holiness being the greatest one of those. First of all, we've been given more than we can even begin to realize. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about in the essence of relationship with the Lord. We've been given more than what we could possibly even begin to comprehend. I'm talking about the goodness of God. I'm talking about the blessings that He's able to give us. I'm talking about peace in life. Mm -hmm. We know there's multitudes of people out here that don't have any peace. That's what I've been talking about. They don't have any peace because they don't have any holiness. They don't have any aspect of what holy even means. And many of them don't want any aspect. They don't want to know. They just want to keep doing what they're doing. And keep believing this myth that at the end of the road of their life, everything's going to work out great for them and it's all going to be wonderful when in actuality and factuality and reality, it isn't. The path of holiness is deep. The place that God puts us on when, when we're saved, Or we should be on. Okay. This is saying when the when the Bible declares follow or, or pursue, it, it's one and the same. It's talking. It's describing something. Uh, if you can picture yourself just in a a, a speedy run running aggressively in a foot chase pursue can you can you visualize that pursuing something it's interesting because the scripture draws out or we draw out of the scripture this you're running on the same path of that which you're chasing you can't arrive at holiness without running on the path of holiness. Mm-hmm. And it's a journey. It's a pursuit. What's at the end of a pursuit? Usually what you're looking for, right? right. Not what. We're not looking for what. We're looking for a who. Amen. Who are we looking for? Jesus, I (laughs) hope. So all along, as we continue and and catch catch the word see the Lord here in the scripture, no man without these two shall see the Lord. That means something. That's talking about seeing Him in His glory. In His now state. A risen Savior and Lord in mm-hmm. the power of His mind. That's something again that I mentioned earlier we can't fathom. We can't even begin to understand. That's what this is talking about. Yeah. You will never see that if you are lacking of these two things. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I can say and say it safely and I've mentioned this to some extent that our society is in shambles it really is it's falling apart if you look around the events global the last couple of days things could fall apart real quick if somebody puts their hand on the right button I don't think we've ever been in this state before. See, there's no peace. When there's no peace, people fight. When there's no peace, nations war and threaten war. And where there's no peace, people destroy. They destroy each other. Anything else they want to destroy. Many times not even knowing why they're destroying but the emphasis is there's no peace if there's peace there's serenity There's all kinds of things peace is just a word but there's so many things associated with it living in peace with your fellow man brothers, sisters alike communities, whatever living in peace is you're you're installing the presence of Jesus Christ in your life into the midst of where you live at the peace of God But if you don't have the peace because you don't have the holiness, what's going to happen? If you don't have it individually as a person, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to fall apart spiritually. You're not going to last. The pressure's on. The pressure cooker's cooking. It's tough to keep on the ride, isn't it? It's hard to keep going, isn't it? Uh Through this muck and mire of all this thing that's going on around us, it's getting intense and it's getting hard to keep going, but you know what's going to keep us going? Peace and holiness. Amen. Peace and holiness. You can have peace in the worst of situations. It works. It has energy. Peace has ability. Peace has power. I'm talking of God. The kind of peace we get from God. And holiness applied to that. See, if you, if you have holiness working in your life, you have the power of God working in your life. And then you've got peace working in your life. And there's so many things associated with holiness as there is also associated with peace. And again, they interconnect and they intertwine and they're really hinged together. But when we have the holiness of God... And we apply ourselves to that. And you can't apply yourself unless you know what it is. That's a problem in itself. How do I know what holy is? How do I know the things of holy? How do I identify holy with unholy? Read the word. Read the word. Get in this word. It's not hard to figure out. I've seen people for years wander down paths to destruction, and some of them sat down and I've tried to tell them, "This is your problem. You're going the wrong way. You're—I didn't say it in these terms, but basically, they were not walking the path of holiness, just the opposite." Well, what's the expectation and the consequences of that? We know, we all know, don't we? Isn't the Bible full of wonderful advice? Amen. More than advice. I use the term, but it is really. If we would take God's word as good advice and apply it, guess what happens? Good things. And the best thing I think you could ever receive is seeing the Lord. Would you agree? Amen. Seeing the Lord. Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, he says. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the holy is understanding. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the holy is understanding. There's all three of those things right there. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding in one verse. Fear. Reverence for the Lord. That's what that means. Fear for the Lord. Fear of the Lord is reverence to God. That's where holiness begins. You've got to realize that you are subject to a holy God. If you're a Christian and you're saved, then there's there's a means by which we arrived at that. And he should be revered, reverenced, respected. The beginning of wisdom, Solomon says. This is This is coupled with what I've been talking about previously. Because they connect. The beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of holy. Stop right there. The knowledge of holy is understanding. Then, adding on to that, you can live at peace. And you can be holy but you can't be holy unless you know what holy is and you can't be wise in it and you can't be understanding of it till you know it. Again another problem for many people. They don't subject themselves to knowing. they just do. In the speaking of seeing the Lord as spoken of several times here in this verse 14 which no man without which no man shall see the Lord there's another scripture in the word and it's Paul talking to Timothy over in 2 Timothy 4:8, and he's talking about that uh, his road's pretty much over that he has uh, fought a good fight finished his course and he said now there's waiting for me a crown of righteousness which will give me but that righteous judge not only me only but this is what he says not to me only he said but unto all those who love his appearing yeah. right now. who love his appearing is associated with exactly what the right of Hebrews is saying right here when it says see the Lord appearing again this verse is talking about the same thing I related earlier in his magnificent glory Rapture state, if you will, Amen. the time of His return, which is what we're looking for, right? Amen. What—that's well, who we want to see. That's what we want to see, and who we want to see, right? Amen. Amen. But if we don't know what holiness is, if we don't understand, and we don't have the wisdom to apply it, knowing that it takes us further down the road of holiness to holiness in the future. That one day we will see the Lord in His glory and in His might and in His holy presence. That's a place we should want to go. We should be excited about going. We should be taxing ourselves to go. Spending ourselves to go. It's okay to tax and spend yourself for the Lord. I'm talking about exerting energy. I'm talking about giving unto Him. What does He want more than anything else? Allegiance and holiness. It's from the Old Testament through. You can read account after account after account after account. What happened to God's people when they got out of the line of holiness? They began to drift off and they drifted off further and they drifted off further. Before long, they were plunged into sin and wickedness and idolatry and everything you can imagine. Guess what had to happen to get them brought back around? Serious consequences. But when we maintain the path of holiness and appreciate and reverence and fear God in the way that we should he's going to see to it that we're taken further down that road that we can enjoy that we can have the peace that the writer here is talking about the peace that the Holy Spirit offers and I'm talking about a godly peace it's a saturation peace Mm -hmm. it's something that enables you more than you can realize in situations that you think you would just come completely unglued and just come apart, no, there's peace in the atmosphere, so you don't have to go there. Amen. Because it's the peace of God, but you don't get the peace of God till you realize the holiness that God requires. Yeah. We really want to see. Him. Now, closing up here this morning, <clears throat> I've mentioned seeing Him and in the glory or the finality and even though it be the invisible you can see more of God by putting yourself on this path that's being spoken of right here you can see and experience more of God while you're living because the more holy we become and the more peaceful we become again two of those being together you can't separate them any more than you can separate grace from the cross they go together right? alright peace and holiness go together all these really go together if you want the things of God then we've got to do the things of God Amen. it's that simple Amen. it's not a free toss up or a roll of some kind of a lot or a, a dice to see where we're going to go it's pretty obvious in the word we're going to go one or two places and we need to be working towards the ones that we say we're working towards and this is the way this is the path Jesus was sitting, talking to, and I want to draw this out, to his disciples. This is, he was talking to his disciples. Not to the big crowd of the world, to his disciples in John 14. When he said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not true I would have told you uh-huh. I go to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am you may be also in the way you know Amen. Ooh, that's personal oh hallelujah who were the disciples? People just like us. They weren't manufactured out of some miracle powder. There were people, people who believed and trusted in Christ and followed him. There's a difference there. And I wanted to bring that out because this isn't just a, a fit all. What Jesus said, there's not just a fit all. specific because he was talking to people that fit the verse where I started that because of their relationship with the Lord they walked a life of peace even though they had to be trained once in a while remember old Peter he wasn't very peaceful when he took his sword to cut that servant's ear off Jesus had to pick it up and put it back on but when he spoke to them and he, he, he several times he used the word you you, 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 you relationship with God is individual and personal absolutely so a walk with God is individual and personal a relationship with God again is individual and personal a holy walk with God is individual and personal And he's offering it freely. It's up to us. To know it. Then be able to understand it. And walk in it. Ultimately, one of these days, we are going to see, if we are successful, we are going to see the Lord. Amen. Praise God in his spectacular let let us let the vision of that not grow dim folks even though the world around us is growing very dim by the second don't lose your sight of the light of Jesus Christ because it's going to happen it's going to happen because the word says it's going to happen And I also, I'll close with this, I also believe that no matter how bad it gets, that the peace that God gives us and the holiness that we create, the Bible says sanctify yourselves. I mean, it's your responsibility. Sanctify leads you to holy, that's why I said that. 1 Corinthians 3.17 says, Come out from amongst them, be ye separate. touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Think about that one. That's God talking. I will receive you. Amen. Hey, that, that could have been the whole message right there. We could just Amen. shout forever. You ever talking about being received of the Lord? Amen. Open arms, come on in. Here I am. God honors holiness. He honors the desire for it, even. It should be our desire. I want to be more holy, Lord. I want to be more satisfying to you. I want to do everything I can. I want to go all out. that I can have the peace that only you can give. Would you stand this morning? <clears throat> you may have some issues. Most people do. To resolve issues, it requires you work on those issues. Some issues are too big for you to work on. At least be successful in overcoming. God's able. Just ask. I don't think it's hard to identify the things in our lives that are unholy. It just isn't. If we would just take a moment to look at ourselves and ask God, what's unpleasing to you? What's in my life that's unpleasing to you? What can I do to remove that from my life and what can I replace it with, Lord? You'll find yourself walking closer to the Lord if you'll do that. Yes. But you got to do it. Don't stay satisfied with the way you are if you know there's things going on in your life that are contrary to the Word of God, right. even ungodly. Be willing to listen to Him, right. Amen. be willing to hear Him responding. Don't get all flustered if He points out something to you after you've asked Him. And, he, well, I, did, I didn't really want to know that anyway. <laughs> He'll show you if you'll ask. That's whittling your path out. Whittling the things out of your life that's, first of all, not essential, not necessary, that's unpleasing to the Lord. We're going to close this morning and dismiss them and give you an opportunity today. The altars are open. When do I start being holy anyway? Right now so you've got to make a decision don't put it off you're not going to be on the spot holy all at once of course but I use the word whittle them off. you start in it out cutting the chunks off throwing them away moving forward down this pursuit if you're going to be holy you're going to have to get in pursuit here that's right amen even hot pursuit thank you Jesus emergency mode dedicate commit to God now this is important listen to me. dedicate and commit to God I'm giving myself to you Lord you haven't done that already maybe you already have but you still have some things going on that you should have taken care of and haven't yet but you have the opportunity to do so today Lord I dedicate and I commit myself to you and to the holiness that you expect out of Anybody this morning? <laughs>